Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Parenting Hour on Unity FM 93.5. And my name is Kathleen Rochnagy. And we have in the studio with me two people, as you may remember from before the break, Alison and Sharon. And they're from the Macmillan... Oh, you're going to have to help me out again uh, with this. Sorry, Macmillan, what, primary care? Macmillan Primary Care Nurse Facilitators. Nurse Facilitators. I nearly Mm -hmm. got it right. So, uh, well done. Thank you for coming back to the studio and staying with us for the second half. And we mentioned before the break um, that you were working with the CCG. And, you know, some people listening to the show may not be familiar what is the CCG because they tend to know the NHS that is something that looks after everybody that's ill, whether you have a physical illness or a psychological illness, you go to the NHS as the, the strong body behind them. So you mentioned a CCG. So can you just tell me what is the difference? What, what is CCG? Well, um, a CCG is a clini- clinical commissioning group, mm-hmm. um, which is part of the National Health Service. Um, I think, I don't know, it was about three or four years ago when the last reorganisation took place Mm -hmm. and the CCGs came into existence. Um, And they're made up of groups of um, GPs and the the groups commission health services for the local population. Right, so you, you were saying previously that as Macmillan you're looking at patient services and you're investigating and doing a lot of research to make things better all the time for your patients so is it the CCGs that kind of sit on top of this then that look that you get the money for to do this work with I think that the CCG um, saw the opportunity to work with Macmillan mm-hmm. because they could see the need um, for the, the services of their patients the, the cancer services for their patients and the opportunity came up with Macmillan Cancer Support for them to work together which is how our post um, then came up. Okay. Um, So in Birmingham there are three clinical commissioning groups and we're working with Birmingham South Central Mm -hmm. Um, so it's the the BSC Mm -hmm. CCG that have employed us to work Mm -hmm. with the patients in their area. What um, what areas does that cover the South Central? Um, South Central covers um, Central Birmingham Mm -hmm. there are five networks and so we've got Central Birmingham um, and then we've got the South Side, which is Edgbaston, Pershaw, Kings Norton, Northfield. Um, and so that, that's the area that we cover. But, and obviously that covers a very diverse population. Mm. We've, we've got the inner city, Birmingham, with a, you know, obviously a high-density population, mm-hmm. um, sort of over to, to sort of more leafy suburbs. So there's yeah. a very di- diverse population. Quite a few miles there, actually, you're there covering, is isn't there? Quite yeah. a few miles, mm. yes. And obviously, you know, different needs mm-hmm. um, are there. So it is quite a, a challenge for the for the CCGs to get the services mm-hmm. right. But, you know, they're working very hard to, to work with the local community mm-hmm. to see what, what the needs are all about and trying to, to fill those gaps and fulfil those needs. Um, and that's what the, the vision... The vision of the BSC CCG is working together to help improve health and well-being in all our communities. So all of the commissioning work that the CCG do, that, that is their mission statement and that's what they're focused on, um, is working with the local community. 
Good, good. And communities differ. And of course, probably in, in where we are at the moment, uh, where the studio is based, we're in the heart of the Muslim community here. And people listening in may not always be Muslims, but most of our listeners we know are from the Muslim community. And we want to get that message across to them today about what you're doing as Macmillan support and how you are helping GPs and the staff there in putting on services for patients recovering from cancer and this is what we were talking about before the break yeah, that's right. yeah. and we mentioned also about this event coming up in September which we'll just say again before we go a little bit more about what we're going to be doing there but the event in September is on the 9th of September that's right yeah. yes so that's from 2 to 5pm in the Saffron Centre that's right yeah 256 Mosley Road Highgate Birmingham B12 OBS you know Local listeners will probably know the Saffron Centre mm-hmm. quite well. Yes, and it's on between 2 and 5pm on a Wednesday afternoon. People can come a bit earlier if they want to, about half one, and start looking round at some of the market stalls beforehand. So people that will come to this event, what do, will they expect again? Can you remind us again what you're hoping to put on for people? Yes, that's right. Um, there's going to be a series of talks Um which will be provided by um, Penny Bron facilitator, but also a, a G- Macmillan GP facilitator as well will mm-hmm. be there. And uh, the sort of things that they'll be speaking about are things that um, may be of interest to people when they've had cancer, um, such things as healthy eating, um, type of foods to eat and things they can do regarding their diet and that. Mm. They'll also have talks on um, exercise. At the last event we had um, a fitness instructor come along and Mm -hmm. she did a few little um, armchair exercises for people which they quite enjoyed because Mm -hmm. obviously when you've if you have cancer or you've gone through going through treatment with cancer you don't always feel up Mm -hmm. to Mm-hmm. doing a lot of exercise mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. but it's amazing how even just sitting in the chair and doing stretches and you know just trying to move your body around a little bit more mm-hmm. it all helps it really does help mm-hmm. it helps your physical well-being as well as your your mental health your mm-hmm. spirits as well mm-hmm. it can help with lifting your spirits so they'll be doing that and they'll be talking about a very common effect for people who have cancer or who have had cancer is is chronic tiredness mm. um, chronic fatigue and uh, the Macmillan GP facilitator he'll be talking about um, coping with fatigue and how to manage that side effect as well very very good that sounds really interesting that people sh- should attend this and actually we're going to talk to a survivor of cancer uh, very soon now and hear about her experience and how she was diagnosed and what she did to overcome cancer and what advice would she give to others who are maybe experiencing this or just overcoming that to attend this event. Assalamu alaikum everybody. On the line now we have got a survivor of cancer and I think to add to today's show it would be very very interesting to hear her story and how she has managed to come through it and come out the other side which links into what the nurses earlier on from Macmillan were trying to promote for the, this event coming up soon. Hello Melda, are you on the line? Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam Lovely hearing you Melda. Uh, thank you for agreeing to come onto the show and talk to us this week about uh, your cancer journey. Can you tell us a little bit about that journey? Uh, when was it and how did it start? How were you diagnosed? 
So seven years ago, about seven years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and I'd found a lump, a lump that I kind of ignored because being such a healthy person, I didn't, it didn't even occur to me that it would have been cancer. So mm-hmm. I didn't ignore it because I was afraid that it may be cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I ignored it because I was so healthy. Um, I didn't, wasn't even catching the common cold that it, it was, I mean, I didn't even imagine that it could be cancer. And so I was diagnosed with that. And it had reached my lymph nodes, so it was stage two. Wow. Um, so that was quite scary. Mm-hmm. And I was quite embarrassed with myself for, for having ignored it. Well, you, yes, you must have been because it reached so far indeed. And we will be doing some shows in the future actually around this, around the screening, around cancer to explain to uh, parents and uh, listeners how to do these examinations and what they should be doing. So we're going to, we're lining up a few programs about that in the future. But today we're, we're kind of focusing a little bit about um, this event and how it is, how you came through uh, cancer and how to inform others of life surviving cancer so so the whole process just before we go to to survive how how long was it before you went to the doctor then you you said you you found a lump and you went to the gp how long did you wait how long did you push yourself off oh gosh so so i'd noticed this squidgy lump for for a long time i mean i can't even remember um a good year and it was a sort of squidgy lump and i thought Mm -hmm. in my head I, i i thought that you know the lump was it was something hard, and it was where it was placed as well. So um, I just completely overlooked it. And For so a whole it was, year? It was a good year, maybe more, a good mm. year. I mean, you know, subhanAllah, at the point when I went to have it looked at, you know, Allah and his mercy, it, became, it started to become painful. Mm-hmm. And that's why I thought, well, this doesn't make sense. Why have, why have I got a pain here? And people have said, and I remember telling a friend about it, and they were saying, oh, don't worry, um, you know, cancer lumps are not painful. Mm-hmm. And it was becoming uh, more and more painful, and that's what pushed me to go and have it looked at, really. And then you had the treatment done um, and had chemotherapy and, and that Chemotherapy as well? and radiotherapy. I mean, mm-hmm. I was diagnosed um, with a very... Um, a sort of very difficult form of cancer, aggressive. It's a mm. an aggressive form of cancer where, I mean, I don't like to look at statistics, but statistically it was a, a sort of 50-50 outcome um, mm-hmm. and quite aggressive. So alhamdulillah, because it was aggressive, um, everything was thrown at it. So so I, I was given, you know, radiotherapy, chemotherapy, and then ongoing therapy afterwards. And so... Um, that's what happens with aggressive cancer. They kind of throw everything they can mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. it with the hope that, you know, you fall into the 50% of those who will survive. Mm-hmm. And alhamdulillah, I did. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And during that time, was that kind of a whirlwind for your family? Um, all this was going on probably very new to them. They haven't, did they experience this previously with anybody, anybody else in the family or was it quite new? There is there is cancer in my, in my side of the family and actually in... in on my husband's side as well. But I guess the whirlwind and, and I guess the real shock for everybody, I mean, I have four children, mm-hmm. and I guess the real shock is because my children have never known me to be ill. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've even colds, you know, so mm-hmm. when you have a cold, you just carry on mm-hmm. as a mum often. And mm-hmm. so 
the idea that suddenly that I had an illness, and as they call it, the big C, suddenly it was not just any illness. It was a, a kind of illness that could kill me. Mm-hmm. That, that was a real shock mm-hmm. to my family, and, and indeed to myself, you know. Um, we tend to think we're going to be there forever for our families. As mums, we think, you know, we'll be there forever for our children, and then suddenly you have that facing you that, goodness, you know, that I could actually die from this. That's a real, you know, a really scary mm. thing to have to face. Mm, mm-hmm. So the advice would be to go to have a scene early if you discover something. Always, mm. always. So if we were moving on to afterwards, in your recovery afterwards, um, what advice would you give to somebody now that may be going through that same recovery? They're recovering from cancer and they may be still having some treatment, but some of them maybe have moved through that treatment, but still life is not what it was. Life, they're, they're looking for the, the life the way it used to be, but life is not what it, what it used to be. What advice would you give? Well, the, the idea that life is never again the same and life isn't what it was, um, I think for me that, that was part of um, the amazing side of it because um, anything that happens to you in life, if it... If it's not challenging you, if it's not making you look at life afresh, if it's not making you think more about your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I mean, you, when something like cancer happens to you, you want, if you survive it, or even if you're not going to survive it, you want it to have meant something. I mean, if you've come through cancer as a survivor, you, you've come through chemotherapy, radiation therapy and other therapies and it's tough mm-hmm. it's really tough so so you 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 know you want to have learned something from it you want to get something from it and i i've never known a time and a, a period of time where the potential to to be closer to allah to be closer to your family i mean the potential um for change the potential um, for you to see life differently, to see friends and family differently. I mean, there is real potential in it. I mean, aside from the potential to be so utterly afraid and feel at times to be utterly alone, but in those times, the the potential to change and see life in a different way. I mean, for me, I found it an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Well, you, how you've you actually changed this and you've turned it around, subhanAllah, and you're from something that could be causing depression and maybe isolation, you've turned this around to a, a new experience, an amazing experience you described. I mean, for me, it was an amazing experience because I annex people in that experience. So, for instance, um, throughout the whole period of the chemotherapy and afterwards, I was introduced to a sister who'd had cancer and survived. But for her, I mean, her whole life had changed. You know, I mean, she described to me how she she didn't really have a good lifestyle, you know, not mm. just in terms of, of, of health, but mm. spiritually. And she shared that life with me and how she completely changed her life and how she did that, you know, spiritually and through her connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And she sort of walked me through her journey and, and 
she really inspired me. And so to have that was, was amazing for me. So I found in cancer, and I guess it's other illnesses, that it really helps to talk to people who've been through the same thing. I tend to feel um, it's not that people can't understand, but um, depending on what type of chemotherapy you have, I mean, mine was very aggressive and awful. The most I could never have imagined how awful chemotherapy was. And I know that um, different types of chemotherapy are not as bad as others, so I don't want you know, to scare people who are listening and think that every type of chemotherapy is terrible. But I know mine because it was addressing something aggressive. It, the chemotherapy was really aggressive. And so um, to have support around me. And what um, was wonderful for me was in, you know, literally um, hands-on therapy. So in, um, in hospital, they um, provided massage. And you know, Kathleen, how I love massage. Mm, and, and my love of massage came after I'd gone through chemotherapy and cancer. Um, because in the hospital, they offered hand massage, head massage, foot massage. And I, that was wonderful. You know, whilst you're having the chemotherapy, <laughs> they offered that massage. But also, I was lucky enough that one of my children fell in love with my bald head. Mm. And he couldn't keep his hands <laughs> off my head. And he used to, to rub my head and massage it. And then particularly when my hair grew back afterwards, your hair grows back like baby hair, like mm. it's like fluff. And he was fascinated by that, the <laughs> fact that, you know, his mum had hair that was like soft like baby's hair. And he used to massage my head and then, you know, the other children and massage my feet. I, therapeutically, I really found that wonderful, you know, the hands-on. But then really everything is around the spirituality for me. I mean, the changing of your relationship with Alasa Panatava, I mean, it really, it reminds you what submission is about because it's probably the first time that you've come face to face with your mortality i mean that's what others say not just me mm-hmm. and 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 uh, wanting to know is will allah you know will he help you survive and if you're not going to survive will he will he help you towards the end and, and towards the, your next journey in this life to him and then what's you know what comes after that and that changes everything in your life. SubhanAllah, you have really, really grown on this. I can see and hear from your voice, mashallah, how you have used this like a trampoline to have a better and more fulfilling life building on your relationship with Allah and with everybody else and I know from your work with, with us in Approachable Parenting how you've taken on that and uh, doing parenting programs you've, your life has changed so much for the better mashallah it's really inspiring hearing your story I wonder uh, what advice would you give now with uh, somebody maybe listening to this and that they, this event is coming up which we've just been talking about in, in September um, for parents or for parents or individuals that have uh, survived from cancer, is it something that they should go to to avail and see what other services like the massage you just mentioned, um, maybe learning a bit more about healthy eating, about exercise? Yeah, I mean, for me, what what I promised myself and promised Alana, I promised my children that that after I'd gone through all the treatments that. You know, I didn't know after the treatments whether I was going to survive, whether the cancer would come back. But I promised myself and the children that if it came back, it wouldn't be because I'd neglected myself, you know. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so I'm talking now not just spiritually, because that was the other dimension for me, but in terms of my health. You mm-hmm. know, um, and at one stage after, after the cancer treatment, um, my, my diet was so healthy. My, my husband said to me, Melda, this is extreme. In other words, that I didn't put one tiny thing for about, I don't know, months, not one thing in my mouth that was just for pleasure. The only thing that I ate was if I thought, this is good for me. And that kind of was extreme, you know, because you know how I like chocolate and I mm. like <laughs> ice cream. And then I had to remind myself, and my husband reminded me, you know, there is, there is some balance in this. Mm-hmm. But I, I, thought, I said to my children, and when my children said, oh, mom, this is a bit extreme. And I said, but, you know, I became more balanced. But I said to them that if I pass away, you will know that it's not because I neglected my health. You know, I took care of myself, you know, not just with exercise, but everything I ate. So I, um, that's really important. Not, you know, eating and that health after cancer is, is not just about taking care of yourself and making sure your cancer doesn't come back. It's about showing your children that I value my life and I value my life with you and I won't do anything to jeopardize that. Mm-hmm. And then it really is also me saying to Allah, look, Look at me, I'm taking this seriously now. So now it's up to you whether I, I survive or mm. I don't, because this is what I'm doing about my survival. And then, mm. I'm, you know, and then I'm leaving the rest to you. you know, and that, that really helped me. You know. In other words, I was doing everything that I could. I was doing my job. Mashallah. I was paying a part of it in terms of my health. And then the rest I left to Allah. MashaAllah. So this is really good advice for anybody listening to this, that either yourself, if you are surviving cancer or a survivor of cancer or know somebody that has been through that process, bring them along to this event, please. Uh, the details will be repeated again before the end of the show of how you can book into the event and find out more to turn over your life, to have a better outlook on life, to better health for your life. Just what Amelda has been saying, alhamdulillah. Melda, just before we go, um, I'd like to uh, ask you uh, just a little bit about you or your other job on the helpline do you ever talk to anybody there that has come through cancer i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't raise it you mm. know, because um people call the helpline for many different reasons but if someone spoke to me about cancer on the helpline certainly if they are so i, I wouldn't push my opinions on anyone mm. on my experiences but if someone were to call and and they wanted to talk about their experience or if they wanted to know about anyone else's experience and I'd be more than happy to talk about it. Oh, that is very, very kind of you indeed. What is the number again of the helpline? Uh, so they can get our number from the website, mm. uh, which is Muslim Community Helpline, okay. uh, which is 0208-904-8193. And I do an all-day duty on Friday. Um, but if there's a lot of people calling, we could obviously schedule another day and we can talk it talk about it on another rescheduled day. Thank you, Mella. That's really kind of you to offer that, to offer that support for anybody that wanted to talk to you personally about uh, cancer or surviving cancer and know more about it. And Melda's offering there her services for you if you want to ring and have a chat to her. Jazakallah khair, Melda. That was such a pleasure talking to you as usual, mashallah. And I think an inspiration for people that are listening in and maybe a motivational point for some people that are just sitting down and not doing anything about it, but how they can develop their life and use this as a platform to the next stage of their life to f- have a better more fulfilling rounded life inshallah 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 jazakallah khairan thank you so much okay thank you kathleen assalamu alaikum alaikum salam
So before we end the show today, I'd like to go back again to you, Alison and Sharon, for, and thank you for both for coming. But what message could you give in maybe the last 30 seconds we've got left of how people should or how they could book on this event? Can you give out the, the website or where could they go for more information? What could should they Google? What, what can they do to get more information about this event? Well, if people want to book onto the event, they yep. can do that by telephoning the CCG, mm-hmm. um, and that's to speak to Amy Hudson, mm-hmm. and the telephone number is 0121 255 0789, or email amy.hudson at nhs.net. That's a-i-m-e-e dot hudson at nhs.net. Um, otherwise, they can go onto the BSC um, CCG website, yeah. and the easiest way to do that is if they Google BSC CCG, and it will come up. Um, and there's links on there where they can register for this event. Brilliant. Um, and I suppose the other thing is just if anybody is out there listening and they're worried or they Mm -hmm. know somebody who's got cancer is if I can just give the Macmillan helpline number yes please do um, which is 0808 808 0000 and that's a free helpline and it's available Monday to Friday from 9am to 8pm so that's if anybody's worried um, about themselves or um, if, if they know somebody who's had a cancer diagnosis and they're worried and they need some urgent help or advice. Yeah, they, they have interpreters, so if, if anybody wants to phone, all they have to do is just say the language they speak and uh, the Macmillan Helpline will get somebody on who could help with interpreting as well. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much. Well, thank you for coming in today. Thank you for all this information and for putting on such a wonderful event. I hope it's a big success. And we do need more of these events to be happening. So we need to be talking more about cancer and how we can live with cancer, survive from cancer to make people's lives better and inshallah more productive in the future. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. And we look forward to you tuning in again next week to Parenting Hour. Assalamu alaikum.